What's up? What's happening, everyone? Episode 56 of Skates at the Stakes, and we have an absolute belter for you guys today. What a game. The first two games of the New York Islanders hockey season has been completed. The first one we'll get into, the second one, oh my goodness, a lot of victory laps need to have been taken tonight, and they were. Boys, how we doing? Hey everyone, um, just returning home from the second Islanders game of the season. I've attended both the first and second game for the first time in my life, so it's been a real unreal week that I probably wouldn't have done before, but it's, it's exciting to get out to UBS and see the games, uh, quality of life changes have been made there, we'll get into those. But um, yeah, so the deserve to win 2022 uh, 23 Islanders, where they're just lighting up the deserve to win a meter every night. They're taking a ton of shots. They're playing very open hockey right now. Very fun hockey, very exciting. As well as playing very reliable and responsible defense on the back end. Um, aside from that, like just very excited to get going here. Uh, what a wonderful, uh, wonderful time to be podcasting in the biz right now. Uh, I'll kick it over to our friend uh, Jake here. Yeah, uh, today was awesome. Uh, wonderful game, wonderful day. Um, Jaws couldn't be there, so I hope you guys had fun. But uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Oh, I certainly had a lot of fun. Robin Sabo is Hemothy. Is the Flames Oilers game over real quick before we get into this? I want to know for my. Yeah, it's the, the, flame, the Flames won. The Flames have just won the first battle of Alberta of the season. What a wonderful, uh, wonderful team they have going on in Calgary. Everything's clicking right now. It's just a very fun hockey game. And uh, silly season's begun in the NHL. Goal scoring seems like it's through the roof this season. I'm just finding out we had a 7-6 Wild and Kings game tonight, which is absolutely wild. It feels like five goal games across the board. Nice This fun. hockey's fun. And for the first time in a while, the Islanders are partaking in this fun hockey. Did Fiala score a goal by any chance? I know people have been questioning him. Uh, Kevin Fiala, let me check real quick. Is he on Fraud um, Watch yet? Is he on Matt Bowles' sure. Merchant Watch? A little early. Sure. I, I mean, with no, seven goals, yeah, he had a goal and two assists, six shots. Good. I'm happy I like Fiala. Yeah, so uh, just again to the games quick. We're going to start with the season opener. Hopes were high at UBS Arena. We had a couple scratches being uh, Oliver Wallstrom and Cal Clutterbuck. Uh, we were in the building that night for opening night. Very exciting, very fun. Um, atmosphere going into the game. The actual game wasn't as much fun, so the Islanders wound up losing 3-1 to to the Panthers. Uh, you gotta count the empty netter there. So it was really a 2-1 game against the Panthers team that, as on our last podcast, we had a, we had a lot of doubts about them going into the season. Um, some of those doubts probably still remain as we're still early yet. But they look good against the Islanders. Um, we were actually out shooting the puck out of the puck. We shot like 19 times in the first period, which was the most in any first period since uh, pre-Barry Trotz, so that was cool for Lane to start out swinging. Took a ton of shots, cramming pucks towards the net. It was exciting stuff. Uh, first period ends, then the vibes get shifted. There was kind of a famous moment. It might wind up being famous with an Islanders lore of uh, a proposal which was rejected. It might have been a fake proposal for what it's worth, but uh, there was a proposal rejected near the ice. And within 30 seconds after the rejected proposal, where the uh, the man took off his shirt and was like, please say yes, yes, yes. Uh, Peritri said, no, no, no. And she ran away from him to which she started crying into a beer and then left. A uh, funny moment there, but then the Panthers scored. Islanders got it back pretty quickly. Um, actually, so that was cool. 
Islanders got the goal back, but then right after that, the Panthers allowed the goal to get back. Or Panthers got back into the game with a goal themselves. So uh, we wound up going 2-1, battled throughout the third period. The Barzal line looked really good with Parise and Parise and Palmieri, uh, as well as Barzal, so that looked good. It was exciting stuff there. Uh, 2-1 was the kind of final score, but Kachuk buried an empty netter with around 90 seconds left. Vibes were skewed at UBS Arena. It felt like the same old Islanders. Uh, what did you guys think of opening night? Well, starting off, I thought Alexander Romano was terrific. He had nine block shots, just a monster on defense. He didn't lay anyone out. He had a very good game. Very good player. I'm very, very, very happy with what we've seen so far through two games. Yes, it's only two games. But he looked very good. The big question mark was coming into the season was Robin Salo and can he be the guy? He wasn't bad. He wasn't great. He did have two penalties and he had the turnover leading to the Hornquist goal. He looked good in the first period though. Defensively, he looked good I'd say. We know what he's going to do. We know what he's capable of. So I was fine with how he looked. It could have been a lot worse. I was really hoping that Lane wouldn't overreact and put Sebastian Ajo in. But apparently Sebastian Ajo is hurt now, so um, yeah, that's interesting. We'll get into that in a little bit, though, because that has to do with the Anaheim game more than the Panther game. Uh, Jake, opening nights from up in your end? Yeah, I mean, just off the bat, a few bad vibes with the fucking siren and the proposal guy, but on that, um, Bobrovsky played out of his mind. I think he had like a... Th- um, like a 3.3 goal saved above expected. He had a couple of spectacular stops. We were getting opportunities. Such a good first period. Um, but yeah, the, there were there were some negatives. I mean, Lee was probably his worst game as an Islander um, the other game. That one couldn't get going, but everyone else I, I thought looked good. Uh, Sorokin gave us a chance to win. Uh, and again, Romano was incredible. Um, really glad we have him locked up for the next few years because you, you can already see the impact that he's going to make for this team. Um, it sucks to be lost, but, I mean, I know we aren't particularly high on the Florida Panthers, but, like, they're a good hockey team. We won't be lost technically two months to the Panthers, and we faced a very good goalie. Um, so, you know, not the end of the world. Uh, it sucks we couldn't win, but... Bob yeah. played very well. That, that's a good point to make, Bob. Uh... Bob came out ready to go, you know, he, if he lives up to the $10 million contract this year, that's kind of something we didn't consider, but he could be very good for them this year and kind of carry a pretty mediocre defense, which I think contributed to the massive shot difference this year. Back looked awesome. Like, he looked incredible. Like, yeah, he didn't score until the empty netter, but just kind of at 5-on-5, five five, the way he, the things he was doing, the cuts he was making to the net, the between the legs... Shots he was going for right out of the gate. Like, he looked ready to be a Panther, and I think Sam Bennett's a really nice contrast for him on that second line of their team. Oh, he was by far the best player on the ice. He was incredible. He shocked me. I like. I know he's a very good player, don't get me wrong. We all know how good he is. I still think he's going to regress, obviously. I don't think he's going to put up 100 points. I don't think that's too much of a hot take. We'll see. He's very good, and I think we all know how good he is. So we'll see if he can continue right now. He's, he scored again today, I believe, so... He's had a quite yeah, hot I think, start there. I think he might contend for the Rocket this year. Uh, I think he'll probably go over 40 goals. Uh, not really challenging Matthews or anything, but uh, I, I'd actually contest. The best player on the ice to me was Ekblad. During that game, Ekblad yeah. played a complete... Like, that, that was a Norris-worthy performance if he brings that level every night. 
That's um, you know, we have Dobson. Dobson looked great out of the gate. He looks, he looks dominant so far, which is, you know, kind of if he takes another jump in his game, like this, really the ceiling is, the ceiling is non-existent for Noah Dobson right now as he kind of grows on the back end, is able to carry the puck a little better this season as it appears. And he's still shooting. We're getting a lot more from defense than he was going in the rush. And that lead us to our second game before uh, right upwards. Um, just with the first game, Bellows looked pretty terrible. I don't know if anyone mentioned him. Uh, so. And also, we might have lost, but how are we not mentioning the deserve to win meter, which had us winning that game? Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we won the deserve, a win, uh, deserve to win a meter by about uh, 15% that game, which came for a lot from shots, just having a ton more shots than the other team. But, you know, if we're going to outplay teams like the Panthers um, and, and the Ducks, which we'll get to, it's a good sign for what we're going to be able to do for uh, kind of outside of the t- 20 teams in the league. We could get similar performances against most of those teams, you figure. Um, if everyone's at full 100% and giving 100% every night, uh, it it shouldn't. It wasn't a moral victory in the moment against the Cats because the stadium was incredibly demoralized and there was a lot of conversation about UBS Arena as a whole, just like how it stands up. So we'll get into that later in the podcast. We could do that after the Ducks head game. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but just like a lot of conversation came out about it feeling like a home and how it feels to everyone, so we could get into that a little bit later. But Let's hop into the Ducks. So tonight, me and AJ went out to the Ducks game. It's a Saturday. No better way to spend a Saturday than UBS Arena. Hung out for a bit. We went into the game, had a good time. Uh, so the Islanders got outplayed for the first, like, six or seven minutes of the game where the, the Islanders had seven shots to two shots. Uh, but the atmosphere instead of the same felt like we were getting caved in a bit by the Ducks. They were holding the zone. They were playing very good. Uh, Noah Dobson got us going as he tends to do, uh, just firing a shot from the point, which got redeflected a couple times. And Scott Mayfield wound up jumping Scott Mayfield wound up jumping in on the rush, which is something we're seeing a lot of defensemen. I feel like Trotz was never a big fan of jumping up on the rush. Um, so yeah. it's, it's very cool to see a defenseman get near the net front uh, for once. So we got that goal. Uh, I forget exactly when the Ducks goal came in, but I think we went to, up 2-0 on a... The Ducks goal was at we were the beginning of the third nothing. period. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's right yeah, I, kind of, yeah. I kind of forgot the Ducks goal, but uh, it was correct, I think Harry. the next... I missed it. Yeah, so the next goal was Dobson got a goal. Pretty Or the first goal was Dobson, the second no, goal was no, Mayfield. No. Right? No, 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 no. The first goal Mayfield. was Mayfield, the second goal was Matt Moore and off the Dobson shot. They actually gave the goal to Dobson. They gave the they goal gave to Dobson? Him, yeah. Let's they go. They gave the goal to Dobson. When did that happen? Uh, I'm just looking at the uh, inter- Intermission, they announced it, I think. Good. Dobson deserves it. Yeah. Dobson for Norris. He's awesome. He rocks. He's so good defensively also, man. It's so nice to see. Yep. He's definitely made that jump in his game. Uh, then Oliver Wallstrom had a crazy breakaway. It was his return to the lineup after a lot of conversation after the first game of the season where Wallstrom was, you know, a healthy scratch, um, technically, maybe not a healthy scratch per se, but he was scratched in the first game of the season. Everyone's from straight because we've gone through this long odyssey at this point with Oliver Wallstrom where everyone wants to see him succeed. And honestly, once he scored that goal in UBS Arena, there was just like a Wally song came out of nowhere. And the whole uh, arena is rooting for the kids. So I saw like a couple, like, I guess probably troll accounts on Twitter being like, just trade this guy for a bag of pucks at this point. 
uh, that he's not going to break through. But we love to see Oliver Walsham succeed, don't we, folks? Um, so, yeah, okay, what do you think of at home? How did the goal look on TV? No, it was awesome. Uh, great pass by Peugeot. And, I mean, while he's an all-alone, he's a great uh, shootout guy. So I figured he had something up his sleeve. And the sell, he was awesome. So really nice to see him get a goal. He also got an assist later in the game that we'll get into. But, um, no, I really think he's going to be a consistent third liner in the lineup. I don't think they're going to take him out for bellows anytime soon. We only got nine minutes, which I guess is a little concerning. But I really don't care about ice time and a 7-1 win. No, um, yeah, that's fine. So... Um, um, he he could um, be earning his way onto the power play, which will help his ice time. He really should yeah. be on the power play because I don't want to complain too much. The power play does look like crap, though. Two games this season. Yeah, but you also should be using your best offensive talents to try to score rather than making it like a video game challenge where you have to grind to get it. No, and I think that's a fair approach, but, you know, you hung the carrot on him of making the lineup. Um, so let's maybe, I, I understand the process to make him earn his way back onto the power play. If he can put up tonight's performance a couple games in a row, can earn up to like 14 minutes of ice time at 5-on-5. And once he's dominating 5-on-5, five five, uh, five five, then he can really take that leap on the power play. It, it was cool to see him back. I, I have good vibes for Wallstrom now. A uh, little bit, you know, there's been motivation questions and stuff throughout the offseason, but he came in shape. He got hurt early. He got robbed of some preseason time. They went with the safer, probably bad, being Bellows. To start the first game, Bellows was, I, I don't want to say atrocious, but he was pretty bad. He was um, bad. He was bad. And then we got DeWallstrom back in the lineup and immediately pays off, so that's good vibes right there. And we're going to play some weaker teams going forward over the next couple games. San Diego's now on the board. Uh, yeah, so next up was the Beauvillier goal. We'd love to see Anthony Beauvillier succeed. It's, you know, no. everyone... What? It was, it was Mayfield. Was it Mayfield second or was Beauvillier second? It was, uh, was Mayfield second. Okay. Mayfield gets the second. Uh, Scotty birthday goal. Uh, you know, nice point shot. Yeah, you could hop on this one then, Jake, if I'm misremembering. Well, it was a, it was a, sorry, I didn't want to be a dick, but I just want to make sure it's correct. Um, you were born that way, it's fine. <laughs> indeed. Jake was um, yeah, really, really, really nice goal. Uh, I don't remember the whole goal because I, I missed half of it because I was going to the bathroom, but. Uh, really nice slap shot. Um, first two goal game of his career. Had three last year. He's already got two this year. Yeah, you know, we're gonna have a lot of guys getting Norris bits this year. Um, um, so he had. All right, all right, settle down, settle okay, down. So he voice. had, he had three two goal games last year, but that was his first career two goal game, Jacob. AJ, stop. <laughs> <laughs> he had three goals last time. year, but no, it's it just. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just I'm just teasing you. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, awesome to see this guy. He succeeded. It was his birthday recently. Uh, if they signed the extension tonight, I'm cool with it because he's been balling. Offense unlocked. Um, you know, so many of these guys between him and Pulak, they've just been viewed as one way. Or basically, they're two way players, but their offensive game never really gets a shot. I'm not going to say the praises of all this offense Scott Mayfield's been able to bring, but throughout the years, he's just kind of jumped up in the rush a couple times, scored some clutch goals, famously the first goal against, or second goal against Tampa Bay in the comeback in game six. So, you know, the offense has always been there with Scotty, so if we just kind of let him kind of, I don't want to just say let Scotty cook because that could come back to bite me, but if we let Scotty join the rush and get, like, to these areas, it seems like he does have an offensive sense where he can score a couple goals throughout the season, maybe wind up with eight or nine by the end of the year, which every goal really counts this season. Like, we need to break through that 200 
Uh, last year we finished with two fifteen goals. We were one of the least scoring teams in the Metro team in the top ten with like under two fifty goals. Like we need to get that goal scoring up. Um, so nights like that tonight are really going to help our team over the long run. Just kind of be offensively competent and be uh, comfortable with the puck. Yeah, right on. I agree. The thing is, obviously, you know, you want to spread the wealth of scoring. You don't want to score eight goals one game and then score nothing the next game. So we'll see how they bounce back after a very nice offensive performance. And you could definitely say they are a lot more open without Barry Trotz. And that's a good thing. It's a lot more entertaining to watch. We got to see how they play against the better offensively gifted teams, which we'll be seeing in a few weeks. And that we'll get into that later. But it was very fun hockey to watch. They dominated. Their compete was there. The drive was there. You know, the whole rock meme. They just absolutely dominated. It was awesome. Anaheim wanted nothing to do with the game. And you know what? So be it. We won. They wanted it. They looked great. I'm very happy with the boys' performance tonight. Yep, same here. Uh, next goal was the Anthony Beauvillier goal. Uh, we we talk, I, I kind of set it up already, but Bo got the first or the fifth goal to kind of ensure the route was coming. So it was awesome to see Bo score. He has good offensive instincts. The big question of all offseason was should we trade Anthony Beauvillier? It's great to get early dividends and hopefully he can play with confidence this season under Lambert. He looked very good tonight as well. He looked good in the first game too. I mean, that line didn't get anything going, but um, of the three, Brock, Lee, and Bo, Bo looks the most ready to go right out of the gate. Yeah, 100%. I haven't been too thrilled with how Lee's looked. He did have three points tonight, putting up three apples, but he hasn't. He just looked very sluggish, man. But, you know, three yeah. points is three points. You can't shit on that at all. And he had a really good assist on the Mayfield goal, which, I mean, Mayfield absolutely bodied the hell out of John Klingberg. The offensive defenseman trade is never going to leave that fella, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, um, the the thing to say about Lee is of all of our skaters um, in the top, he's probably the most adversely affected by the becoming kind of a more open play team as he's a bit slower. Like a guy like, I don't want to make the Rangers comparison, but it's obvious, Chris Kreider. Uh, was a very, like, in-the-zone kind of offensive player until they fully opened things up under Gallant last season. Um, and even in the last year of David Quinn, his defense took a big jump. Anders Lee can't really skate at that level with his, you know, be it maybe he's just a little older, a little slower, he never was able to skate that great. But, you know, he kind of, um, he's a little bit slower on the uh, on the offensive and off the puck. So if he can get to those net front areas in time, that's going to be a big help for when we're moving in transition or he's able to play cleanup like Kreider does. Uh, it appears the San Diego Padres have now got two runs across the boards. 3-2 Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh. Uh, just in the uh, seventh inning, no outs. Uh, a double from Kim. So this might be a great comeback here, folks, uh, if you're praying on the Dodgers' downfall, but you'll know by the time this comes out what happens. Um, but buddy aside from yeah, I mean, Dave Roberts, what a great manager. Uh, yeah, but anyway, back to kind of the aisles. Uh, then the Ducks get a goal. I, I lost AJ at this point in the game. I had just used the restroom and returned to the seats with a big helping of ice cream. Uh, but uh, the Ducks scored. Troy Terry got a goal. We made a Ducks friend at the game. So we hope he was able to take some solace in the first goal by the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, but, you know, it was, the route was there. It, it didn't feel like they gained too much momentum. Romanov took a 50-50 penalty on a hooking that I think was sold a lot and probably shouldn't have counted. 
But, you know, the ref's going to call in and try to make up the game and get a little closer. And then Scotty got offered just a stupid penalty, so we're missing two of our best penalty killers. But we wind up being able to pull it in, and we're able to defend 5-1-3 and break it into a 5-1-5. And then we get the Robin Solo experience, which I'll let AJ take it away. Oh, baby! You literally could not script anything better. So we'll take it back to the Troy Terry goal. Ryan, me, Ryan and I split up for a bit. I went to go talk to uh, friends, some friends' parents. I walk down. I'm on the concourse. I see Thomas Hickey there after he did the interview with Chad Hogan. Talk to, I talked to Hickey, got a picture with Hickey. Great guy. I mean, Long Island legend. We'll always love him for taking out Tom Wilson, that piece of shit. So that was cool. I got to see Hickey. Um, I walk down. I see it's 5-1. I have Jake text me Troy Terry. Which that was, you know what? I was very sad for Sorokin to lose a shutout because he was very good. But I needed Troy Terry to get me some fantasy points there. And I won my fantasy matchup because of that. So that was a W there. And then the cherry on top. It was just a great day. Great people. Robin Sallow is truly a generational talent. Some people are calling him. Okay, I won't go that far. But he looked outstanding tonight. He really reminds me of a Nick Luddy type persona player very good on the power play with moving the puck and keeping the puck in the zone he's even better defensively than Nick Luddy we'll see what he can become I was very proud of how he played today obviously I am the salad guy of the podcast absolute whoop sorry four to three. Oh, no, three 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 so what to come back for the dads wait so what did Soto do he just knocked in uh the game today is he actually back now? No, he's having a horrible playoff. But no, he's been true. really good the last few games, I'm pretty sure. I also don't watch baseball. No, he's 3 for 15. Yeah, but that, like, in this series alone? He walks. So that's probably not. That's yeah, yeah, he's got a five, 580 OPS. Don't know what that means. Not great. Not great. He, not he's great, been on Um. Yeah, but this would be so cool if they could bring him in. They're stuck on the three batter roll. Oh, man, Almonte's dying out there. All right, back to my suck-off of Robin Salo. Uh, Absolutely great player. I'm very proud of how he played. Scored two goals. It was ironic because he took a shot. Ryan's like, oh, he doesn't shoot the puck that hard. He needs to shoot it harder. And then he scores a second later. Literally a second later. I'm like, is that hard enough for you, Ryan? It was just poetic justice. No offense to you, Ryan. I'm just taking the piss with it here. But Robin Salo rocks. I love him to death. And then he scored again. Um... He's him. I never want to see Sebastian Ajo ever again. There's, I mean, unless there's an injury, obviously. I do hope Ajo's okay. I don't want him to be hurt, because that'd be rude and mean. But Robin Salo's him, and I never had a doubt ever in my mind. And I'm very happy. This is my victory parade. It was literally a Brock Nelson assist. A Brock Nelson and Oliver Walsham assist to, for a Robin Salo goal. If that does not stream me, I don't know what does here, boys. Yeah, they started feeding it to Scotty for a hat trick in the third period, but in the er at the beginning of the third period, but then towards the end he started passing it up to uh, Sala. I think the did the first one come on the power play, or had that power play just expired? I think it just expired. Okay. Everything's a blur. There were so many goals, man. I'm really, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm not used to seeing that much offense in a New York Islanders game, and it's so awesome to say. 
Yeah, no, that was that was wonderful. I mean, Salvo played great. Uh, I, I made a joke to AJ after his first shot. He kind of flubbed one off Gibson or Solzars at that point. Uh, his pillows, his kind of pads. It got a little bit of and, and I was like, oh, it's good if you don't shoot the puck hard, you hit the hit the lower pads, and then it kind of bounces and bounces, you could tip it in. Little guy knows Salvo just fired two right past uh, Solzars. And they were able to get back in the or not get back in the game, but the crowd stayed hyped for Salvo, and he ended up earning his uh, third start of the game in the third period. So that was really my narrative, oh, it was just awesome. It was such a, it was it was just rock. It was a great day. The Islanders needed it, especially after the crappy weather on Thursday. That kind of killed the vibe going into it. Having a beautiful day, beautiful tailgate, beautiful people. Let's go Islanders. That was so awesome. It was just, it was such a nice day. I'm very happy still. All aboard. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, uh, all the fucking board. Anyone else have any takes on the game today? Yeah, Jake, see, um, tell us about the viewer experience. I know we were all over TV uh, being superstars. AJ did this funny thing while we were walking in the stadium. He started just shaking the number on his chest in front of every camera. He saw we went up on TV twice. Yeah. It did, did pay off. You see, you were on it, you were on it twice. Because well, I, yeah. I, put on, I, I put on the pregame because you told me to look out for Hickey, and then you guys showed up twice. My guy. So that, that was worth it. Um, w. About Robin Sal, um, did I tweet this out? I think I, I compared him to Devontae's. I think he's, I think he definitely has a little bit of Devontae's in him. Hopefully he's better than Devontae's, and hopefully we don't trade him because that would suck. But, you know, obviously rough game on Thursday, but huge bounce back today, two goals. You know, I really think him and Mayfield are going to play very well together this year. Um, you know, the D pairs are going to be, it's going to be awesome to watch. And, and just the system taking place, the defenseman jumping into play, just the offense flowing. I think it all came, it, I know it's game two, but it, like, it all really just came together today. And um, happy for Wayner for his first win. Um, love him. He had. Yeah, and I'm, uh, oh. I'm going to just say, uh, I hope Trevor Zayers paid uh, very close attention to that performance for when he hits free agency in 2031. Um, oh my god, here we go again. I, I hope I hope you saw the uh the Islanders goal scoring and things. Hey, maybe this team's a little fun. Maybe I'd like to play for them. Uh, my hometown team, my uh my darling, my good time boy. So uh yeah, maybe uh, I'm I've always been a big Trevor Zagers guy and I was very excited to see him live. But um yeah, a little underwhelmed by his performance a lot, but how could you do that when Alexander Romanov and Alex Pelic Alec Pelic were having him in the torture rack? Uh like uh the Steiner brothers. They uh they three G'd him like the Dudley boys, so that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm very happy with the performance. With Jake, did you listen to Lane's interview? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. Uh, I listened to part of it. Okay, was how did he sound? I actually heard this one. I couldn't hear the uh, Walsham one, but I heard the Lambert one. He was just talking about he was talking about uh the penalty kill on Clutterbuck, and then I turned it off. Penalty kill was incredible tonight. They looked so good. Yeah, 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 they were. Uh, they played with a playoff intensity, which I, I hope no one gets hurt. I mean, me and DJ kind of pointed out, Barzal almost blocked a pretty hard shot uh, no from the point. Yeah, there, there's really no reason right now to be uh, blocking shots and getting down because we're early in the season. If you're a guilt forward, but Pajot had a wonderful block on the five on three that really, you know, killed kind of snuffed the the momentum there for the Ducks. 
they were just eating rubber all game. It was nice to see. They played they played very good defensively. Romanov just gets in everyone's face. He cuts off the angles. He's really good, man. I'm so happy we got him. I'm very, very, very thrilled with what we have what we've seen so far. And the one thing with Jake's comment about Salo having a rough game, the first game, I think he was I thought he was fine personally. Uh I'm not gonna some of the penalties were very wishy washy in my opinion. Not even trying to be biased here. I'm not going to discredit the guy's game for the ref doing ref things at the beginning of the year, calling stupid penalties, just so people are like, oh, you know, they try to enforce stupid crap that they're not going to call within two weeks. You know, we got that really bad roughing call. I'm not going to take it out on Anders Lee. I thought one of Salah's penalties was a terrible call. And what were the power plays for that game? 5-2, to two, which was kind of crappy, considering Matthew Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, he didn't get any, anything called on him. Not to bitch about the refs here, but you you guys get you guys get the point. Yeah, he had a little alter- altercation with Matt Martin that probably could have gotten called for a roughing, but uh, you know we're not uh, we're not soft here, and it was kind of just like a hockey thing to happen. So uh, not gonna call that, which is totally fine. It seems like a lot of Pender or just from watching around the league, it seems like power plays are up. They're trying to push scoring this year, which you know under the Trots era we could have been you know getting run out of the building by the Panthers playing like that because. Last year's team, we started the season, one of the first games was against the Panthers, and uh, they made us look like absolute, you know, kind of gum on the back of a shoe. Like, they just ran over us and ran over us, and we're going to 100 miles an hour past uh, Tara and Green every shift. So now just Robin, Salo, and Romanov being able to occupy those two left-hand D spots and being mobile and kind of moving all the time. Big change, and I think that's the biggest change thus far in this Islander season. Yeah, also about that Panther team was different. I don't think they could recreate that. The Cardiac Cats are very, very good. These Panthers are also very good. I'd say they're top eight team, eight to nine, in my opinion. We can get into that later if we want, maybe do some hockey talk. But, um, yeah, no, definitely with Barry Trotz, he would not be very happy in his style of hockey. He might be shivering, some would say. Yep, uh, he got out while he could. Uh, I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, no, even, you know, it's, it's interesting. Scoring's way up, like, across the board. It's probably just because it's early and defenses are still getting locked in, but it's, uh, it's certainly interesting, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Uh, but, yeah, that's the two kind of Islanders games. If you want to get into the UBS talk, uh, so both games were at home at UBS Arena. Uh, first game at UBS, they really went for it. Uh, the trains were open. I took the train for the first time at UBS Arena from Penn. Uh, as uh, I guess I mentioned on the podcast, now I'm located in Hoboken, so I was able to take uh, the bus out, and then I was able to take the transfer to the Penn Station and go from there. Uh, pretty quick train ride, 40 minutes, just from Penn to UBS. Dropped off by a bus. We saw our friends at, uh, or I saw my friend at Through the Isles podcast. Uh, shameless plug there, one of our friends. Uh, but we saw, I saw him there. We walked in together. It was a pretty quick ride over a shuttle bus. So pretty cool transit experience. And I think it's perfect for getting people from upstate or from New Jersey and out to UBS Arena. I know it was difficult in the past with one-way service and being able to or having to reconnect to Jamaica. But cool experience there. Uh, UBS really went for it the first night. Uh, to kind of mutual or very negative reviews. They brought back something from the 80s. Do you guys know what that was, the... The horn the, crap? The horn? Yeah, the horn crap. Um, I, I don't know what it was, personally. I, was, I wasn't around back then. If that was around in the 80s and they got rid of it already, it's kind of stupid. You know what? 
people are were complaining about it, sure, whatever. They tried something. I personally didn't mind. I thought it was a cool concept to let Legends come back and do it. Especially if that was ha going on while they were playing. I liked that a lot. It was a 50th year. Let them enjoy something, too. It's not all about us. But people were very unhappy with that, and they got rid of it. They made a whole video, a uh, Sparky meme, getting rid of it. Can we bring back the fucking wind song? Why do we not? I don't want to make this a big deal. Why did we change to Higher Love? Higher Love is such a dead song, man. It's just not fun to sing after the game. It's quiet. I liked right, right back where we started from. It's a little sad for me, not going to lie. What's, um, what's Toronto's wind song? I think, right back. I think it's also... Yeah, right they back. took right back, so I guess it makes sense that we moved, but, like... No, we took it from them. No, no, well, they... they we, yeah, we took it from them. But oh, we took it from them. Cares, so, man. it's either they got they got mad, and we had to change it, or we just randomly changed it. You can't... You it's don't weird. own the yeah, song! You, they don't own the rights to the song. No, no, I know. I know, I know, the I know. Wilson Contreras to their Edwin Diaz here. This is a sticky situation for your boy. Yeah, literally. Uh, but... Um, um, I don't know. It's talking about me. I like Love. I think it hits. I did too. I think AJ's a dumb boomer. It's just not a fun song to sing. I don't think. No, I, I get. I get. All right, all right. Well, you're not a fucking singer, dude. I like. I like singing after games. Sorry. Um, to the siren. I don't know because I don't know how it's sounding at the game, obviously. But like on TV, I don't know if it's it was actually that bad or if Tanelli was doing something wrong. Um, I I originally thought it was replacing the goal horn, which would have sucked, but that wasn't true. So I, I didn't like hate it, but uh, yeah, rip, rip to the siren. Our Padres, they won. San Diego loves the Padres. Uh, so there was a so just kind of baseball talk. There was a defensive indifference where Soto was able to get to second. Um, so they basically didn't pay attention to him, and he got to second, and then Cronenworth, uh, the, in the Crone zone, dropped a little blooper into center, Babip, we love Babip, don't we, folks? Uh, drops it into center, and then 5-3 Padres, so, you know, good good vibes. I, I held no ill will over the Padres for cleaning our clocks as the Mets, uh, that, that was the Mets' fault. But, Plain yeah. Diego. Knows how to pardon, certainly. I probably would have been at this game. Uh, if it was at City Field, but it wasn't because they uh, they have serious process issues in New York that we can talk about another day. But yeah, so uh, anyway, back kind of yeah, I I don't know maybe he cranked it wrong. Ralph Macchio was there because he's always here. But um, yeah, it was it was a cool little fun thing I guess. The building was popping. We were in like the last row in the three hundreds, kind of being able to stand the whole game and have a good time. But yeah, they they did a lot of like video game effects. Shout out Playboy Cardi, but they were shooting pew pews and like little like kind of like nineteen eighties kind of thing, which it was weird. I, I didn't love it, but and that's the unfortunate thing. But until people are able to make these plays and kind of get the whole like you know New York Islanders playoff experience here, have it pop and tailgate out in the parking lot and just kind of get into the rhythm of okay, I park in Emerald and I walk to the stadium and all that. Like, they're not going to get into it like they used to at Nassau. And it's going to take probably a decade before it really becomes a true home. But, like, you know, you got to acknowledge that the team and Ledecky on their part are doing the best possible job they can be doing right now. And you got to kind of appreciate that and kind of take your killer instinct out and not jump on the stadium as the reason we're losing like some idiots on Twitter did. I'm not going to lie to you. I felt 
that way. Maybe some part of last year that's like, oh, it's still kind of weird. It doesn't feel like home yet. After today, it it feels like home. Uh, maybe it was because we finally, I finally got to have a real tailgate with everyone that I've tailgated with for years. That could be it. But it it felt really nice today. Everything was rock. Everything was rocking. I'm used to the stadium by now. I love the stadium. It's wor- It's beautiful. It's awesome. They did a really good job with it, and I think it was just waiting for that one tailgate to really pop it off and make it hit for me. I'm happy. Yeah, love UBS. Um, after seeing like the the suites um in my in my suit um and Frank like take me around, uh, there's like a different terrace that's like a little more outdoor. Um, just walking around the stadium, you can see how nice it is. Um, so yeah, I love it. Very glad uh, I'm calling home. It's not going to be the collie. We all know it's not going to be as loud and rowdy as the collie. Well, that's also, I, you know, it's a little bit for me. I feel like our fan base is getting, we're not as loud. You guys got to, we got to get louder. I think once we started scoring, people were starting to like, oh, let's go Islander chants. And the Wally chant was awesome tonight. That really had me going. That fired me up. People chanting, what was it, like, Wally, Wally, right? They did something like that? Yep. That was awesome. That fired me up. We should do that more often when guys score. Someone tried, some people tried chanting Salo's name. Let's get the chance going. Let's get the energy going more, because the players do feed off that. We all know that from the Coliseum. The building needs to be louder, and that's our doing. That's the fans doing. So let's, we got to be a little bit better ourselves. We can't blame everything on it, not being the Coliseum. I think that's fair, personally. Yep. I'm loud every game. Ryan, Ryan could testify. I was screaming. You could hear it in my voice. My voice is fucking shot. And that's how I wanted to be. We're going to a sporting game. We're not going to church. I love how they do it in Europe with the soccer <laughs> games. It's awesome. I wish we were like yeah. that. But we're also American, so it's very different here than there, which that's fine. That's how it goes. And we're getting there. I mean, obviously, the songs don't start organically now. You kind of need the organist starting the the Ilya Sorokin chant or the Josh Benelli chant or the, the kind of BX board. Uh, again, those songs going. It sounds organic as it used to be, but that Wally moment tonight was really cool. Um, I haven't experienced anything like that at UBS. No. So that was that was cool. Just an organic new chant, just Wally, Wally. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of the culmination of all the positive vibes the rest of the fan base has had towards this kid and just everyone praying on his success. Uh, and it all culminated with we finally got our guy in the lineup and he contributed right off the bat, and hopefully those uh, good things keep going. Yeah. Uh, with all due respect, fuck Kiefer Bellows. Uh, Wallstrom is here to stay. As he should. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. They, uh, he's here to stay for we're excited about it. Um, so, any other opening week kind of takeaways? Nothing crazy yet. Reverse retros have dropped, dropped, but there's been some cool matchups. Uh, yeah. Seems like the Fisherman's coming back. The Fisherman's probably coming back, which some people... I don't know. I also heard that there's a potential rumor that the Fisherman's not coming back. I don't know how true that one is. I think it's coming back for good now. Or not for good, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, for, for the reverse retro. From what the picture was shown by that Twitter person, I forget her at, or his or her at, sorry. Um, the, or they're at. They're at, yes. I'm going to put that. From the Twitter per, from the Twitter person that was showing the pictures, there was orange numbers instead of white numbers. We know for sure there's white numbers now. 
but we're not 100% sold on it being the Fisherman yet. It's like a 95% chance, but until it's like, you know, locked in stone, we'll see. What do you think of the other ones that came out? I know Carolinas has been confirmed by the NHL store. I like theirs a lot, honestly. It's literally just the hard for well, the, ha- the Habs one's nasty. I'm buying a Habs one. I'm getting a Caulfield or a... Yep, um, yep the, the, Hab- the Habs homer. They, they, I just like nice jerseys. <laughs> he, loves his, he loves his Habs. I would like them a little bit more if they picked a certain someone, but I'm, I'm starting to come mm-hmm. around more to, to, uh, to Garage. He's cool. We'll, we'll see what he can do. I gotta watch. I gotta watch him play first, but he has a cool hut card. I'll give him that. I'm not gonna be as much of a hater. All uh, the other ones, I bought the only bad one I've seen so far was Tampa's. That one sucked in my opinion. I get what they're trying to go for. I like the white at home, but I those really were very ugly in my opinion. No, I didn't. Honestly, I see. I saw the Ford one. I think that one's okay. I like that one. It's um, fine. Yeah. Yeah, the Rangers one. It's just the Lady Liberty, right? Yeah, yeah I know. Which is smart. You don't got to really do anything crazy. Just bring it gotta, back. That's fine. Got to make the suits happy, you know? Yep, of course. Uh, the other, What other ones were leaked? The Bruins one, I think it's... I'm not sure. Oh, that one's nasty, too. I don't... I saw it, but I don't remember it. The Penguins, they're bringing oh. back the Robo Penguin, but they're doing it, like, white. Which I'm excited to see how that one turns out. It's going to be really cool to see Sid in that. I'm excited. I mean, I'm a big jersey guy, obviously. I own way too many. And I'm going to own many more, especially after these drop. It's interesting to see how they're going to take Reverse Retro Set 2 after Set 1. And which ones will be better and which ones will be worse. Like, I think Edmonton's was leaked. And I really wasn't a big fan of theirs, considering how nice their first one was. It's going to be fun to compare the two sets. I'm very excited for that as a Jersey fanatic. Oh, I hate the Lightning ones. The Lightning ones are probably going to be the worst ones, in my opinion. I wonder... Oh, Detroit's are also pretty bad, too, but, like, Detroit's kind of a boring yeah, team. Yeah, I just saw that. It's kind of just like the Winter okay. Classic, you know? Oh, the Caps ones are nice, too. What is it? Is it the Screaming Eagle? Yeah. Those rock. We'll see. I'm excited. But, uh... Do we have anything else we want to talk about before we start talking about the rest of the league? Anything Isles-related? I think we covered everything for the most part, except Sebastian Ajo won't be back until the 20... Week of... What, what week will we be back? Well, it says that he has to be on IR for at least a week. Okay, so the 18th, I believe, is when he can get off it. Or it could be completely... Yeah. It might be the 23rd. I can't count anymore. Oh, one thing I do want to mention, with the Islanders coming up, we need to win these next two games. I'm not calling a must-win game. Tonight was a very big, I was saying it was a bit of a must-win game because at the end of the month, we have five Stanley Cup contending teams, in quotation marks, in a row in seven days. We have the Colorado Avalanche, we have the Rangers, we have the Panthers, we have the Lightning, and we have the Hurricanes. That's not fun. That's going to be very rough. What's, I'm excited to see how we will play against very good teams, but five in a row, that's a little bit ludicrous there, but we'll see if they can pull it off. I think they can. Let's just get through the one game at a time, though, before we worry about that, but I definitely want to have a little bit better vibes going into that, those massive games, and there will be, so I'm happy for now. Yeah, I think I think we need three points out of the next two games. Like, um, If we lose one, it will be time 
four? You think it needs to be four? I mean, we cannot lose. I mean, if we don't score at least six on the Devils, they got some problems. Yeah, you yeah. got to be the Devils. But, like, we should. Yeah, we card. should be able to win both of those games at home. Um, and we we can't. We, and we also we also can't get out coached by David Quinn. So. Yeah, exactly. Let's say four. I'm not gonna complain with three, but like no, get no. Four. But it's the Sharks who lost to the Blackhawks. Blackhawks Blackhawks don't look as bad as advertised. Now I'm not saying they're, they're gonna good. be bad. They're gonna be bad. The first two games they've looked better than anyone could have guessed. Yeah, well, guess who the three stars of the night were for them tonight. Patrick Kane, Sam Lafferty, Jonathan Tate. Okay, Jake. You got one. You got the first one. Lafferty? Maybe you get the other two. Yep, Lafferty uh, was the first star. Good for him. He's had an interesting career. No, um, Pittsburgh. Was it ra- Radish? No. Yeah, so we- the other two are uh, Jason Dickinson and third star was Jack Johnson. Good for Jack Johnson. I don't get how people don't like Jack Johnson. It's a good comeback story. He got a... Uh, yeah, he got the he got one assist tonight. He ended up being the third star. Funny, yeah. Uh, yeah, Chicago's funny, but we'll see. Yeah, they still have stinky vibes, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah, but just around the league talk, it, it's been fun thus far. Like the season got off to a bang. Goal scoring seems way up. Um, having a good time watching the rest of the league. We just got our first battle of Alberta for the season. Already, some uh, some teams. You know, we you can't really judge, you know, three-game sample size way too short. The Leafs were able to beat the Senators tonight. That I probably seems like a fun one. I'll watch the highlights up later. But, you know, teams are teams are kind of getting their groove. Columbus is the bottom of the Metro. Philly's the top of the Metro. So <laughs> things, things are a little wide. Just as everyone predicted. predicted. John Tortorella was able to come out, inspire these scrubs, and get the most out of them. Um yeah, I mean, Philly's interesting. I, I think we, I, I would listen back to the podcast we did last week, and uh, our comment on the Philly was Jake said they sucked, um, and I think we all agreed they sucked. So we didn't really have the best uh, best perspective on the Flyers, but they're pretty good thus far. And, uh, you know, it's, it's probably not going to hold over a long sample size, but if they're going to be scrappy and tough to play against, that's how Col- uh, Tortorella kind of gets his culture in the room. I still think they suck. They just beat... Who do they beat today? Vancouver? Yeah, they beat Vancouver. They they, came back from 2-0 down. They beat two shitty teams. The Devils are god-awful. I can't believe people thought the Devils were going to be a playoff team. I thought they were going to be maybe a little bit better than last year. We'll see if they get rid of Lindy Ruff and things can change. The Devils are going to be the Devils. They're the Cleveland Browns of the NHL at this point. They get the shiny toys, and they still suck. The the signing sucks. It's, It's constant. Yeah, the um the Devils uh, and their stacked defense are really struggling right now. Uh, and, Who knew? Yeah, um, the, there were a lot of bad Devils takes, but again, maybe everything changes when they fire Ruff. It seems like the there were loud fire Ruff chants. Um, it seems like the situation's absolutely untenable right now. Um, and if you fire him now, you could probably save your season. But I've never seen out of the gate teams like just the fans being so fucking pissed. Did you hear he was chopping at Frank Fleming at the game? No. I, 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 I did that. I did hear that as well. Sources can confirm. <laughs> uh, see, my thing with the whole firing Lindy Ruff thing right off the gate, it's kind of, I understand, and it's the right move in my opinion, but... but Wait, pause. Tony D'Angelo played fucking 27 minutes tonight. Holy shit. He went good today. He got me some fantasy right. points. He's a, he's a oh, guy. you're the guy in your league with Tony D on your team. Nice of course. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah, of course. Uh, no morals. Yeah, it's Deshaun Watson. Uh, we, we he's a very um, good hockey player at the end of the day. 
off the ice. Yeah, but 30, 27 minutes in the first week of the season, that's crazy. I know, which is shocking, but I mean, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes in their camp and how good he looks there, potentially. I No one's really paid too much attention to the Philadelphia Flyers for obvious reason. With the whole Lindy Ruff thing, it's a little bit weird for me. I'm not going to lie because I think they should have won with Bruno. I do think he's a better coach than Lindy Ruff. I don't think that's a hot take to anyone anymore or ever was. Besides the point, I think that the management with the Devils is not going to be able to bite the bullet. And they think that they don't want to look weak and dumb and cowardly by giving in this early on the Lindy Ruff experiment. Not because they think he's a good coach, but they don't want it to be like, oh, we fucked up this early into the year, blame us, you know. I don't think they're going to be willing to bite that bullet, personally. So I think they're going to let R- Ruff ride unless it gets that bad, and they're like 0-12 or 2-13-1. I think it'll take at least a month or two to get him fired. I don't think they're going to do it within like six or seven games. Maybe... 10-11 if it's that bad, but that's how I feel, at least. I think they're not going to be able to bite that bullet and swallow their pride. I do think Bruno will be um, the next one, though. Well, yeah, that's... I, I'd be very well, shocked if it wasn't. I thought that was pretty obvious. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, um, and obvious, like, that is obviously the move, and then you see where it goes from there, like... You know, we all acknowledge that that roster is very talented. From the top down, you're getting the prime years of Nico Heischer. You're getting the prime years of Jack Hughes. You're getting the prime years of um, Jesper Bratt. You're getting the prime years of Dougie Hamilton, or at least the end of his prime. You know, they wouldn't shut up about Jonas Siegenthaler, which uh, I guess he's having a tough go of it so far, which sometimes maybe the charts are wrong, and science is a liar sometimes. But, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, Bruno, you're asking him to basically take a team and make them play at a 750 point percentage at a point if you hang on for too long so the best time to probably fire him is now but like the big question is why didn't you just do this in the offseason is Todd Fitzgerald really running a good hockey team here like everyone was singing his praises with the trades in the summer and maybe they bounce back maybe they're still like they don't want a 100 point pace they have shitty owners too they do have shitty owners but they're they're a cap team that hasn't done anything no I know like, they're spending more money than we are right now. Yeah, no, no, no. It, well, it's the same shit every offseason. It is the same shit. They win a couple trades, but people get hurt, and they're not deep enough, and stuff like that. And, you know, Nemec's probably a big answer there long-term, but, like, everyone was singing the praise of that Marino trade, and I've heard the Pulats and Rene used to play that, which was, might end up looking like a really bad panic move in reaction to John Gabriel, who posted stats on Twitter a little earlier tonight, just uh, because of some of the comparisons he was getting but uh he is minus five this season with one shot through like 30 minutes of play a lot, uh, yeah. a lot. A lot. yeah he's minus five with one shot yeah. or one point he's a stamp goes merchant and that's the other thing Does he even have an assist? sorry i can't remember if he had an assist or not um, no he didn't with the whole Devils always winning free agency and trades. What has it got them? It's gotten them nothing, like we said. And that's the other thing with Lou. I'm not going to lie. I was talking to Steve about this the other day. We didn't make any panic moves. We didn't do anything that set us back this offseason. We didn't get better offensively. We also didn't constrain ourselves in the future with taking a massive risk that could not pay off. I'm fine with it. They look good. 
Barzal's line looked really good. The Nelson line, Bo looked really good. I Nelson looked fine, and we will pick it up. The third line, Pajot's looked incredible so far. I know that might be a bit of a hot take, but he's getting in the right spots, and the puck just isn't falling his way. Bailey's looked a lot better, and then now we have Wallstrom. The fourth line, they look good tonight. We'll see how they go. This was a very... This game has given me a lot of confidence. They looked very good tonight. I'm... Maybe we don't... Maybe we can still use that offensive boost for sure. But we have to panic to get it and trade away our first round pick. Get rid of Bailey to get a risk for a guy who can be injured like Tarasenko. Maybe in the future we'll do that. Maybe the deadline. But I'm happy we signed someone long term like Palat who might not work out here. Not going to lie. Yeah. No, if, if this was happening here, the sky would be falling. So, um, you know, Islanders' expectations. But when, you know, our roster moves look pretty good thus far. See where it goes. Two big games coming up this week. One against those Devils, which might just add some uh, fire on the, the stove here in case they lose. But we'll see what happens. Um, damn, it's downpouring. This is Devil Dodger magic, isn't it? But, yeah, it's, it's interesting. We'll, we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, maybe they'll fire Ruff before we play. We'll have to play Burnett. His first game in, but I just don't understand why they gave Ruff a training camp. There's, if this was kind of the foreground conclusion. I highly doubt he'll be fired by Thursday. No. I'd, I'd be I, shocked, personally. But we'll see. Where do things have yeah, happened? Yeah, we'll see. Yo, uh, AJ. Yep. Guess who's uh, first in uh, XG percentage? For what? Exactly the league, the or, uh, def- defenseman, defenseman in the league. Um, defenseman in the league. It's gonna be a great meme. It is. Oh boy. Um, in the NHL. Yes. Who scored a lot? <clears throat> I I couldn't tell you. Dunk. Fair. He had a. Uh, he had a pretty good game. I I heard. I didn't watch the Jets game. I heard he was pretty solid though against the Rangers the other night. Yeah, I caught yeah. bits and pieces of it. Um, yeah, Jets just got out to a 4 nothing lead. Bonus had COVID. They got outshot by the Rangers who look a little bit better at 5-0-5 uh, this year. But Shanksley had a good game, and Pionk had a pretty good game. Took a bunch of shots, but, you know, it was just a game where I really think the Rangers are going to do good most of their games with Igor in net and do bad with most of their games with Halak or spicy pork and freaking broccoli man in the net. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where they go, but, um, Metro's not looking too scary right now. Penguins, uh, very smart people had them making the playoffs, which was me, uh, because they look fucking incredible right now. They, they destroyed Tampa tonight. Um, so yeah. from that, they beat the Coyotes. Look bad. They beat the Coyotes also, though. I don't know, Tampa's a weird team. They definitely are very, very, very well you know, run by now with all the playoff runs, so we'll see. They might not be that... I, I'm never going to say they're not going to be good because it's Tampa, and they'll come back to bite me in the ass. Their legs might be giving in a little bit, so we'll see. I want to see Pittsburgh against a better team. Right now, I think the Rangers are probably the team to beat in the East. They look so good. Uh, they're winning faceoffs like crazy now, which that was their big thing in the offseason was getting Trocek and Ryan Carpenter. They're dominating the draws now and they're playing very fast five on five and they're they're still tough too so they they they're doing it all right now and it pains me to say it we'll see two games though three games whatever yeah 
I'm excited. I mean, again, you know, there's there's something to be excited about all that. Here, uh, Tampa, you know, we all pray on their downfall, but, you know, over the long run, you know, Vasilevsky didn't win most of these games, and this weekend was kind of our first time seeing a lot of the backups, which some people have a lot of value in. Um, you assume Varlamov's going to get the Sharks game or the um, or the Devils game, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, he didn't get any action this weekend. It was just a Roken twice, which is good. As it should be. Um, that shocked me. I thought that Varley was going to be in today tonight yeah i mean yeah. Now, now at this point i wouldn't be surprised if sorokin plays over 50 games good he deserves it uh, he was lights out once again um the one thing what was i gonna say fuck i forgot damn it uh what were you saying before you you made a good point i was gonna mention something rangers i don't know what it was about though tampa oh tampa um it was something about Tampa. Fuck me, man. It's fine. We can just cut it. Yeah, we could. We can move on. If it comes back, I'll mention it. Yep. Um, just other things to cover. We've done most hockey stuff. Uh, Yankees on the brink. Jake, any takes on that? I, was, I missed the game tonight. I watched yesterday's though. No, Ryan. I don't have any takes. No, nothing. Just, just get all the trolling out. I'm not trolling. I would here we go, here we go. He's going to do the Red Bulls draw. next. No, we'll talk about soccer in a minute. Um, but I just want to see the MLB playoffs have been electric. I mean, even though the Mets are eliminated, there's been a lot of fun to be had. Uh, I don't um, care if, if this makes me a bad fan. I, I hope they lose tomorrow. Just, I hope they get embarrassed. I do. I mean, I don't want them to get embarrassed. I also don't really. It's I do because 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 if they win, they're gonna get embarrassed by the Astros, and then and then and then and then, and then Cashman's like, oh, uh, oh, it's okay. We made it to the LCS, and they'll get another year. Maybe, maybe if they lose, they'll actually do something. They won't, but maybe they will. Well, I think about ninety nine. Hit a homer today. He did hit a homer today, but um, do you think like losing in the divisional round hurts his chances to stay or? No, I don't think that that has anything to do with it. Okay. If, yeah. if he goes, I'm never. I'm really just not gonna watch baseball anymore. <laughs> I'm not the biggest baseball guy to begin with. Um, really hockey through and through here. So if they lose Aaron Judge. There's no point in me fucking watching baseball anymore. Yeah. No baseball is my first love. Um, tough seeing the Yankees go out sad if they do, but uh. I don't think yeah. it's for you. Not anymore. actually tough though. No. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I, would I rather watch a Yankees-Astros ALCS? Hell yeah, I fucking hate yeah. the Astros like everyone does. Um, but, you know, if if they can't get past Cleveland, then they don't deserve to get past Cleveland. You mean the adventures yeah. of small ball? That was a stupid tweet. Like, you know what? That They're just silly people. What? You didn't see the, uh, the Guardians had the tweet saying, like, oh, we might not play fun baseball, but... We win, we play well, and we try hard, or something like really stupid and cringy. Saying like that, basically, they didn't like just like talking about small ball, like they invented it. Like, know your rule, blood. Yeah, no, I, um, again, I like, I've always liked Cleveland. I root for them over the Cubs in 2016. This roster is completely overhauled from what that one was, and I, I hate teams that operate like the Guardians do, and I don't think they should be rewarded for having like one of the best payrolls in the. MLB, but they are also the youngest offense and the youngest pitching group in baseball, so I think it's kind of a win for the youth movement. They're able to progress to the World Series, but this Astros team, man, uh, you know, 
I mean, I hate the organization, but Alvarez has a case for being the second best hitter in the MLB right now, uh, compared to Aaron. But yeah, so it's 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 impressive. And again, it's a win. Like I think the most interesting thing here is the uh, the Braves were defeated today. Very happy about that, even though I don't like the Phillies, and I see a lot of Mets people twerking for the Phillies, which is frustrating because. They are our biggest rival. They've been a rival bigger than the Braves historically. I don't think you should root for either team, even though it's cool. It's cool to get that moment of the team we compete with this year isn't going to beat us. It's like being like Yankees fans rooting for the Blue Jays to beat the Red Sox. Like it's it's kind of lame. Um, yeah, or rooting for the Red Sox to beat the Blue Jays just because the Blue Jays won. Yeah, that too. Um, I, yeah. The um, the tweet was. There are a lot of people on the national stage who are seeing our brand of baseball for the first time. We make contact. We run the bases hard. We do the little things. We don't care if you don't like it. Hashtag for the land. Like, that's so cringy, bro. Come on. No, no, no. I no. probably loved it, but yeah. We run it's the crazy. bases hard. Like, bro, you guys didn't invent small ball. Just because you can't hit the ball far. Doesn't mean you gotta act like don't you don't gotta flex about it that you guys don't hit the weight room. That's sure, but you know, look where the hitting the weight room got Yankees today. I mean, we collapsed. You, they, from what I read and heard from Jake, we did. They didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. Yes, they won the game, but whatever. I, I mean, you guys only won like you only scored off home runs tonight. Yeah, yeah. if our pitching wasn't incompetent and Boone didn't fucking suck. It's a yeah. different story. Put Clay Holmes in rather than Clark shit. I can't have two errors. Doesn't really help the cause either. Wait, he had two errors again today. Yep. Dude, yeah. Uh, what a what a what a out of boy. What a what a job. Offseason. I mean, Correa is hitting the market, so maybe. No, no, no. They'll, they'll get him back because he's versatile. He's not going to Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, you mean IKF? Yeah. No, I'm talking about IKF. If they were smart, they'd play Peraza and Volpe at shortstop next year, but no, they'll, they'll have IKF up there all year, and he'll just swing and miss, but it's okay, though, because he's versatile, but we're only going to play him at one position. Yep, basically. I'm done. I'm done. I thought I'm he was going to be the catcher this year. That was my whole thing. He's a catcher That's what I thought, because you get Correa, though. I, I, I didn't really think they would go through the year with um, – Agashioka, and obviously the Trevino thing, it was supposed to be Bren, but, um... Bren. <laughs> then we got Trevino, who was, who was a pleasant surprise, but still, they, they need a catcher. Um, oh, if Gary Coleman plays tomorrow, that's gonna be real bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I really think they're gonna, they're gonna lose. Yeah, if Gary Coleman plays tomorrow, that's gonna be... Yeah. It's gonna be a really bad day for Yankees fans. Difficult to tomorrow to could tomorrow tomorrow could be bad for me with the Giants and and the, and the Yankees, but it also could be good. At least you have your Red Bulls. Uh, here we go with the the troll. Okay, we can move into soccer now. The MLS. Well, no, I, well, this is, here's what I'll say before we go to, go to that. If the, if the Giants win, the Yankees lose. I won't care about the Yankees. Like the giant, the Giants are massive. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. Fair. Fair speaking point. Of, speaking of not massive, we, I guess we could talk. I got no, I got nothing to say, Ryan. Yeah, nothing to say. I watched most and of the game. And they're back. They 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 took they. So, I know they, they got took the whole score off right after he scored. No, no, no. Yeah, and then they just played back the whole game. 
Yeah, they did. They they did Red Bull football, yeah. and uh, I thought they went around. I was actually hoping for an NYCFC Red Bull. Uh, Greg, but we, Greg, yeah, Greg and Struber just the, the, the chopping. Yeah, half of it. Just uh, tough, tough, tough for the Red Bulls. Another year without MLS Cup. Yeah. Uh, it's it's mm. been a lot of these years, but uh, mm. this one might hurt a little more. Uh, especially if you see City win again. But we'll see. And speaking of City, Liverpool are back a little bit this week. They played good against Rangers. Darwin. Darwin he had Darwin, one, yeah. yeah. He's better than Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> the tweets are all over the place. The propaganda goes hard. Hey, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, Mo Salah scored the quickest hat-trick in yeah, that was uh, awesome. UCL history. Uh, maybe he's back this weekend. We play City with possibly a back line so bad that Jurgen Klopp only has to leave England. Um, that, that's a joke. He's, he's not, his job is not in danger tomorrow. Hold on. What would you rather? Would you, because I saw this. Would, would you rather Phillips and Gomez or would you rather Gomez and Milner? I'd rather be let the, uh, let the kid cook it right back, no? Well, he's not even healthy. That's the thing. Yeah, Ramsey's not yeah, healthy. He isn't? I thought Ramsey was good to yeah, go. Yeah, he's been hurt all, all year. Yeah, great signing. Uh, yeah, no, it hasn't been good yet, but... I, I, I didn't think Gomez looked bad the other day. I thought he I guess you'd go Phillips because Milner only has 60 minutes in him at most. Yeah. And they're just going to cook Milner. Or, or, or is it, this might be stupid. You can just put Costas at right back, put Robo at left back. I you could do that, that, but you can. It's also. Yeah, well, what's the worst that can happen? I'd rather see that. It really, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't like. It, I, I, I don't. I'm not confident. You not. also yeah. could. It wouldn't work because it wasn't. It didn't end great. You could put Fabinho at center back, and then play another yeah. midfielder. Which Fabinho could be like one of our. I mean, I must come out Like he, I trust him. Yeah, I back that. You could have Henderson. Um, you don't got to worry about Henderson covering. Trent, now that he's hurt, sadly. That sucks. I love Trent. I don't care how bad he's been. He's still my guy. Uh, unfortunately, He needs some time off. He does. He's literally been playing competitive uh, Premier League football since he was 17. He never wants to see an injury, but if Trent can, you know, be off till the World Cup now and just take a breather and yeah. kind of come back refreshed, refocused in December, that's probably our best bet to get top four and maybe maybe do some damage in the Champions League as well as Salah being able to reset in the you know the window there. So it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I I do still have hope for the team. I don't think they're like cooked or on the downfall or anything. But you know, people still talk about the title race like it's going to wind up being Liverpool and City, and Liverpool are unable to surmount a fourteen point gap. But we should really be focused on getting third or fourth at this point. Um, and just battering down the Hodges. Tottenham's played a little worse recently. Arsenal looked really good against us last week, even though there was a lot of rough ball involved. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. It's exciting. It's, uh, it's, you know, my other clubs, Celtic won today, so that was a big win. Uh, probably going to win the SPL again, and then Rome will play tomorrow for a good chance with that ball out. But see where it goes again. You know, tomorrow's probably going to be a bloodbath for Liverpool and, Holland will probably get one or two, but I wouldn't be surprised if things get chippy and uh, they do show some fight. They gotta. I mean, they literally have. They have to be passion merchants. They have nothing left, man. They're not bad, obviously. I'm not like I've been lucky since I've become a fan. They've been very good, but they gotta show some heart. Gotta show some passion, desire, and want. They're a better team than us. They spend more money than us. 
we gotta this uh this clop run to the tunnel at halftime is gonna be generational yes he's gonna feed families he's gonna run so fast to the tunnel yeah, it's, it's a, we didn't get the reinforcements we needed. We, we splurged all of our money on one exam. So getting the squad reinforcements we need, and we're probably in danger of doing that again if we have to, you know, the next two targets are Killian Mbappe and Jude Bellingham, who make the, the starting nine much better. But with the age and the kind of direction we're going in, we really need depth signings at the point. We need to do what City did and kind of get a Calvin Phillips in here and get someone of that type to just be able to reinforce the midfield besides the kids, which kids have been pretty good. Harvey looked really good again midweek, but SPL competition. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. I'm confident that eventually, like, after this year, we just have to get through the year. Kind of do the 2020 Liverpool season all over again where we got over the finish line in the top four. Because of a header from a goalie. That rocks. Yep, that's right. Yeah, but you can't rely on that as the other thing, so. Obviously. It is what it is. Yeah, that's it. Anything else we want to talk about, or we want to wrap? I know we're at an hour. Padres are now the way. Yeah, Padres are now the way. Um, exciting stuff. Freddie Freeman at the dish. You know, exciting stuff. I mean, the the Dodgers built a juggernaut, and now it's going to be, what, 10 years in a row and one World Series. Interesting stuff. Uh, but Padres... <laughs> Padres have done the equivalent of the fucking just the worst process management in all of the And they're about to make the NLCS and be favorites. Over. Is that what? Dodgers, what happened? Did you see what I sent you? No. Okay. Uh, okay. We can wrap it up. Alright. Um, yeah, that's episode 56 of Skates at the Six. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um,. We definitely have some big things coming this year. I'm very excited. Obviously, if you see us around the concourse, make sure to say hi now that we're famous MSG stars. But let's go Islanders. Let's keep the passion. Let's keep the, you know, let's keep the passion, the tradition, the winning going on. Go, boys. I'm very excited for this season. Peace.